0: Hi, we're Cardigan Academy, your helpers for all things parenting, mental health, and education. I'm Devaney.
1: And I'm Stacy.
0: And today we're interviewing my oldest, Evelyn.
1: like we've been able to interview my kids and i i just really am excited to be on the other end of this now and we get to interview your kids and this is this is awesome when we
0: interviewed stacy's kids they were in other locations in her house so same house <laughs> but separate evelyn and i are <laughs> in the squeezed same room. in together sharing <laughs> a microphone so not
2: but, even a room just a closet yeah it's very cozy
1: though <laughs> Yeah, before we started recording, Evelyn was playing I spy <laughs> like, with <laughs> all of her mother's belongings like I, I would like that.
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't
1: I don't know the last time you've
0: been in here, but There's this is dangerous. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so why don't you tell us about you? Okay, well, I'm Evelyn. I am 12 years old and Devonie's oldest kid. I like anything that has to do with nature, so plants, animals, crystals, astrology, but not so the zodiac-type stuff, more just planets and space. So astronomy. Astronomy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I also like making my own clothes and jewelry. You're a really good cook. Oh, yes, baking. Watching baking shows and... <laughs> yeah she um
0: recently made a recipe just eyeballing it which we used to watch rachel ray when she was younger and she thought that term eyeballing it when she was a kid was hilarious (laughs) but now she literally can do that and her dad was saying today the last time you made this curry dip what proportions did you use i don't know
2: (laughs) he's like he knows that i eyeball it it was amazing
0: though it was delicious i like i need to be able to recreate it i need to know and she's like I'll just come in and do it
1: <laughs> i personally like cooking even more than baking because baking feels like it has to be very like quarter cup of flour yeah, it's like, yeah. And...
0: science
1: yeah but yeah. cooking is like nah, i'm gonna add this i'm gonna put more garlic cooking is more like an art yeah you yeah. can just toy and tons of garlic and butter and i don't know you can just play with it you just had
0: your homeschool portfolio evaluation and finished sixth grade yeah and it was really cool to talk to our evaluator about what you've done this year. Because what I'm most impressed by is, I'm impressed by everything you do. <laughs> this year, one of the things that really blew me out of the water that you did was sewed a pair of pants.
2: Mm-hmm. I should have worn them.
0: <laughs> when we had to sew in middle school, I picked the simplest project, heated every minute of it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And so uh, you were learning from your grandmother, which is good. I
2: wasn't a big fan of the process though, because I always messed up and then you'd have to cut uh, a yeah. string. And it was kind of very tedious, but in the end, they're very comfortable. So, hmm.
1: That's handy. Sixth grade. Okay, sixth grade. That's crazy. When I think of you, Evelyn. <laughs> You've probably heard this story so many times, you're sick of it, but when- Nothing comes to mind. Oh, 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 okay. So <laughs> so actually, Mark met you guys before I did. And for some reason, for those listening, Mark's my husband, he went to a homeschool, I think it was a park day, right? At where our homeschool group gets together at the park. And he came home, you know, we've always got new families coming in and out of Inch over the years. And he said, yeah, there's this, and I've usually communicated with them by email. Said yeah, there was a new family there. I was like, oh, which one? And you know, he, we started talking about it. And he, but I don't know if you guys, you guys know Mark. He's not really a gushy person. He's not like excitable. But he's like, there's this new family there, and their little girl <laughs> reminds me so much of Kate at that age. It was just more gushy than Mark usually is, and so I was definitely intrigued. And so then when I met you, I was about like losing my mind because even his gushiness was underselling it because oh my gosh like I it was distracting it's like time warp you know I'm like that so you as a little girl especially just reminds reminded us so much of Kate at that age and so even watching you grow up and then seeing you and Kate be friends and like I don't know it's just it's so cool I, I don't even have words for it it's just uncanny
0: You always had a notebook, Mm -hmm. a pen in your hand from the time you were like three. And so that was a large
1: part of it, I think. But also just what you were interested in and Mm yeah. Yeah and the dark, even just like dark hair and the energy like very busy and talkative and things to say it just everything was just yeah. oh just so cool it's cool to think how that's changed now i think yeah. busy mm-hmm. talkative
2: I'm kind of the opposite of that now but when i'm around closer friends i'm i feel like i might be
0: That's still good the though same. i think it's good because we talk a lot here at Cardigan Academy about
1: finding emotionally safe people to be who you truly are around mm mm-hmm. Mhm That's been interesting too. Kate also, just like you, when she sees home videos of herself as a kid, she's like, holy crap, I'm talking a lot. Because she also has gotten quieter, which is why it surprised me she wanted to do theater and you also do theater and it's the same kind of thing, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Theater feel different to you because
1: you're playing a character? Yes, definitely. Yeah, because I think most people, at least I did, and I think a lot of people assume... If a kid is a little maybe more on the quiet side and introverted in the sense that they may be recharged with downtime and quiet time, they're not going to want to be on stage. But that's actually one of the theater kid's stereotypes. But I feel like in TV, you always see the jazz hand theater kid. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, I like theater a lot. It's because I get assigned a character and I'm able to put some of my own personality into it and then I get to act it out as much as I want on stage. And that's what I love about theater a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. That makes sense to me. It's, I would not have guessed that about people generally, but as I'm learning more, it totally makes sense.
0: Yeah. And the opposite is also true. Whereas when we were recently talking about who in our family is an introvert or extrovert or ambivert, I see you stepping into more of that introverted needs time to re we did a whole podcast episode on this, (laughs) but it means that you need time to recharge on your own. Not that you won't open up and be talkative around the right person or about the right subject, but it's how do you recharge after that? Yeah, And you often are closing doors and Closing Dan out to recharge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there like a color system or something? Yeah, and... we're learning to respect. He's learning to respect those boundaries. But um. <laughs> <laughs> So for this kid interview series, we had clients and Cloopies and listeners and lots of people ask questions that they wanted to hear asked to our kids because we both homeschool and we also obviously at Cardigan Academy, are always talking about how to parent in a gentle, respectful way, which I think some people think that that means that our kids are going to be very different than they actually are. So we thought, (laughs) let's get them on here. Let's let them speak
1: for themselves and hear what they say. (laughs) Unprompted, unscripted. We did not tell them what to say. But yeah, I definitely have seen a lot of people look at the way we talk about parenting and think, okay, yeah, but just wait till, you know... This is how they're gonna. They're not gonna listen to you. They're not gonna respect you. They're gonna be they're little never hellions. Get a job,
0: yes. yeah. <laughs> I don't think that I ever worried as much about how the parenting thing will work out because with that, I just am truly doing parenting the way that I would want to be treated. Yeah. Yeah. The homeschool had had me worried more earlier, and what I would mm. always do is look at Stacy's kids and think, okay, and that's exactly what this is, right? Let's show you an example of. For very different kids being raised this way. And let's see what the common elements are here. Let's see what they say that's the same and different. We love Venn diagrams. <laughs> I think it's more of you, do. No, Stacey uh, does. Oh, yeah. okay. I
1: thought you talking- yeah, yeah, no, no, they're so cool. I love them. I, If I'm scrolling and happen to see one, it doesn't even matter what it's about. I'm like, oh, I have to look at them. <laughs> we need to make a Stacey Devaney diagram. Yeah. I think we, and then maybe we can do one of our kids. Yeah, that'd be after really the interviews, cool. that's yes, that's a great idea. <laughs>
2: Everyone's like, "That's fine." <laughs> Leave me so, out of it.
1: <laughs> I'm so glad I came to this interview so I can you hear can the just two of you. We us do like
2: four squares and then just—I mean, four circles. Yeah, and then one in the middle.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, but when you were younger, still playing school, is my website. Just a little bit of background. I fully intended to go back to teaching kindergarten when you were born Mm -hmm. and I couldn't leave you (laughs) and so we made it work and then I fully intended to send you to public school when it was time and I really didn't want to do that either for a Mm -hmm. lot of reasons and so we said we'd take it a year at a time and we have and I can't wait to hear what your thoughts on that are um but on on my website still playing school there actually is a venn diagram activity that we did do you remember that no it's Mm -hmm. so interesting Mm -hmm. to me what Evelyn remembers from our website <laughs> Not a lot. I know. <laughs> it's, it's like a scrapbook. You know, you've said that too, Stacey. Sometimes you do these projects and they're like, Yeah, I don't remember. But we took two hula hoops and put them on the ground to make a Venn diagram. Huh. And then she would sort different
2: toys. Like I kind of remember yeah. that. Yeah. The only one I really remember is the jello grapes. The grape <gasps> of the j- yeah, that was- oh, Is that the frozen? Yeah, the we frozen did a grapes? cooking
0: series. We cooked through the alphabet and I, I think it. that must have been G. And for the ice grapes. cream.
2: I remember actually doing that project. Was it the ice cream Play-Doh? That and where you make your own ice cream with the bags. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also remember corks with, like, fractions.
0: Your memories are often tied to food, which is interesting
2: because (laughs) it came up in Max's interview. (laughs) I also remember when we made those... Well, it's because I associated it with a more so negative memory. Oh, no! When we made those... Not from you, not from you! When we made those rice cakes with the icing, I remember two things. My hand being bandaged because I scraped it on the driveway. I thought that I was like instantly going to go to the hospital and stuff, but <laughs> it was fine. I just needed a band aid. And then also those cheese crackers. Yeah, they were ducks. They tasted disgusting oh. with the, with the icing. Daniel was eating all of them. Just, <laughs> he didn't care. And I just. There's just a said, YouTube I'm not video
1: of this care. I'll have to link to.
2: <laughs> and the fruit.
1: I salsa. love that Evelyn loves to talk about food. That is awesome
0: yeah like i said in max's interview we talked about smell and food being associated with memory and evelyn often mm-hmm. i'll say do you remember when we got together with so and so and we did this and you'll say was that the day we went to this restaurant
2: and had that and i'm like i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the same th- it's the same thing with smells but not so much actual memories and moments more just things that i remember from my childhood because It's weird. Every once in a while, I don't know if it's just my brain making it up or if I, no, I feel like it has to be my brain making it up because I smell, it was like this one certain sunscreen that you used when we were younger and I get the smell every once in a while and I say, whoa, I remember this. So you are
0: having a memory of a smell without smelling it?
2: No, I actually like smell it. Okay. But as soon as I start thinking about it more, it like disappears. It's like my brain just said, oh, let's think of this. And then it, this is also
1: fascinating to me. (laughs) hmm weird i mean they do they say that that olfactory nerve so the sense of smell is the mm-hmm. of all of our five senses that's the one most linked to memory so it would make sense that food too then right because yeah taste is you need
0: a lot of taste well. yeah, yeah smell related as well so the first question is do you feel pushed to do your best but not pushed to be perfect overworked and overwhelmed
2: Yes, in a good way. You and dad both encourage me to do my best and not in a way where it's toxic or overbearing or where I get so stressed. I think it's more stressful to be my perfect over-the-top self and meet up to all my expectations when it's myself Mm -hmm. because I think I'm a perfectionist, I'm pretty sure, but no, it's the opposite
1: with you and dad. You guys encourage me, but you don't push me. I think it's so interesting because so far, now among all three of you, you have all said basically, essentially, I'm hard enough on myself. I don't really need the external additional yeah. pressure. And I just hearing you all say that and knowing that's true for myself too and for your mom, I I wonder if that's just all humans. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. probably all of us are hard enough on ourselves that someone else, right, you know, getting on our case isn't going to help. Yeah. It's going to make it worse, you know? Okay, who are your biggest inspirations? I don't have specific people,
2: but I would just say any activist that stands up for stuff that I believe in too. Just anyone that stands up for other people, people who are generous and nice, that has basic human decency and is doing more to help.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love that answer so much because I'm a huge fan of I know people hear me say this all the time, but principles, that's, mm-hmm. I love principled people. I find that to be a very attractive quality. I, these are the people I want to be friends with and the ones I look up to. And that sounds like that's what's really important to you is someone who's principled, who cares about other people. And that says a lot about you too. So yeah. Okay. I have another question. What is something your mom does for you that you want to do? Should you choose to have kids?
2: Basically being a good parent and also you guys aren't strict but you're quote unquote strict to the point where I haven't been exposed to anything extremely traumatic or inappropriate on the internet and stuff like that and like going out in public to the gas station at night like just setting boundaries for my kids to keep them safe if I do decide to have kids sometimes just nothing out of the ordinary just you guys are good parents, so Thank you.
1: I often look at the cool things that your family does, and even though like we always talk about how our family's like maybe like 10 years ahead, as far as like our kids and you you and Dan, I constantly see stuff that your mom does with you and think, okay, yeah, she she, I, I wouldn't mind having her for a mom like that's pretty pretty cool, all that stuff that she does, so I think yeah. you guys are really lucky. <laughs>
0: And we talk about this in our Parenting group. explaining to your kids the why behind the safety mm-hmm. sentence and the boundaries that are in place. The idea I think that's revolutionary is that you don't have to be strict or put boundaries in place unnecessarily to keep your kids mm-hmm. safe. When you explain the why, then that allows them to keep themselves safe as well. You've just always had a really good head on your shoulders. And mm-hmm. Dan too. I think back to you know the first time that we pulled up to the library and I let you return the books, like run in on your own to return the books. And I was nervous. It was just a parking lot. I She was in my line of sight the entire time. But I remember thinking
1: mm-hmm.
0: she needs this independence challenge and you were so proud
2: of yourself. Yeah, I was just thinking, <laughs> I'm totally an adult now. Yeah. I can handle everything that's gonna come for me in life now. <laughs>
0: And do you also remember the time that I referred to you as my assistant and you said you'd actually, you'd call it manager?
2: No, but that feels like something I would
0: say. But it was like true because you would be very good in that role as well. So I was
2: like, yeah, maybe you should be in charge of the world or at least my life. I don't know. And Also, when I was a Daisy in Girl Scouts and they said my future job would probably be a president, I felt so accomplished. Yeah. I just like being, I like everything being in order and being precise. Well, and it's also you are that, you embody
0: those principles that you said you admire in other people earlier, Mm -hmm. like the Mm -hmm. activism and doing good in the world. And yeah, you are all of those things. So I hope Mm -hmm. you recognize that you're looking for people in your life that are like you. Mm
1: -hmm. It's like you've set the standard by being who you are. It's not like you have higher expectations for other people to be in your life or you're looking for something that seems like super you know unattainable like you're not demanding of others anything more than you demand from yourself and that's pretty impressive yeah that's a really good point
0: okay well this ties in well with the next one do you ever feel like your parents should have been more strict or rigid or provided more structure and guidance about hobbies, like music, sports, sticking to things like that, like basically is tough love
2: effective? For the first, like the first part of the question, well, there are a few things that when I was younger, not so now because I understand all of it. When I was younger, I was, I used to get upset that you wouldn't let me have apps that all of my other friends have mm. because of the dangers on it. And I always would get upset because they would always like talk about the things they have seen on there. like when I was younger, example for Roblox, but now I have it now mm-hmm. because I'm older and I'm more matured. But when I was younger, I would always be sad, but now I see that because who I am now, I haven't been exposed to anything. Do you think we should have been more strict in any ways? No. I'm just saying that as a... As a pre-teen. Joyful, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, because I know some of my other friends, they're also, I have friends where their parents are more strict than you guys. Like for example, one of my friends has a time limit on their phone and you guys don't do that to me, but I still don't stay up until like 4 a.m. doing Mm -hmm. stuff. But it's also, I don't have to go to bed at 9.30 and that kind of stuff. With the hobbies, I feel like you guys haven't, like I haven't stuck to something for a reason. It's not like I don't wanna Mm -hmm. do this anymore. It's more of, I don't wanna do this and then I provide a reason why I don't feel into doing it anymore. You guys have also encouraged me into sticking to stuff, and then I found a reason why, and I'm like, okay, that was a
1: good decision to do. If
2: that makes sense. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. This all sounds to me like appropriate boundaries. Your parents are there; they're with you, but they're leaving you so much space within those boundaries to know who you are, to know what you want to do. It, like to me, it sounds like it's giving you the space to know yourself, right? Yeah. With the the phone stuff, like the the you said, I'm not up till four in, four in the morning, even though I don't have those limits. Like you're already learning to regulate yourself hmm mm-hmm. And I love how you also noticed the difference in a different
0: household. That role might be there in a different home because mm-hmm. they have to get up for school. And sometimes that's just, I need more time myself as a parent to research what mm-hmm. this app or game is before I give you an automatic yes or a definitive forever no.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Let me figure it out and
2: let Same. us look into it. Same with one you. Let me well when dad bought those monster energy drinks and he let me have a sip and i was like because i mean of course because the whole entire thing's filled with caffeine yeah but like some of my friends their their parents are able to let them have them but then some of my other friends their parents won't let them have caffeine at all Mm. and so like you let me have coffee sometimes and with dad getting me all that tea that still has caffeine in it but could remember i was like i'm really cool now because dad (laughs) let me have a single sip of an energy drink (laughs) (laughs) that's changed obviously now because you shouldn't have to feel like you're cool just because of something that everyone else thinks Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. i felt very accomplished but yeah Yeah.
0: it makes sense that you felt cool that dad trusted you Mm -hmm. to try something and not sneak it later or go overboard or know Mm -hmm. that just because you're trying it that that's an open yes to having it all the time. And I I think that again, that's the way that we teach our kids to have those own limits Mm -hmm. within within themselves
1: as they get older. Yeah, I'm thinking as you're saying that, that we, in our house, Mark and I, you know, we grew up Mormon and you aren't allowed to have caffeine, like religiously, you can't have tea and coffee and like all these different things. And since we left the church, That's back on the table but it's never been a thing for us where we're like oh well then let's go crazy and have all these things but even raising our kids we're like how do we raise our kids with something that for us was a hard no and now just because it's not a hard no doesn't mean it's a have it all all you like even we've had to navigate that and so a lot of our conversations sound like what you're saying Evelyn which is just the balance of it like the the thinking through it like is this good mm-hmm. for me what is like it, we and because I think we haven't made that big a deal out of like tea or coffee everyone enjoys it as much as they want but I don't think anyone really goes nuts with it uh-huh. and they, they are very conscious of like I mean I've even seen them say oh you know it's already four o'clock I better not you know but it's self-regulated the thing I love about getting the interview you guys is hearing how much thoughtfulness you have about yourself and about decisions and about whether like you're thinking it through and that's just mm-hmm. that is really cool yeah okay next question in what ways do you show your love and appreciation for your parents so not counting like holidays or gift-giving what are the unspoken ways your parents show their love and, and appreciation for you so both ways how do you show it for your parents how do they show it for you
2: Well, I'll start with my parents. I know you said no holidays, no gift giving, (laughs) but my dad does this so much. I feel like I have the need to include it. (laughs) He buys me gifts. And every time I say thank you, I say, listen, I don't need this much stuff. And he's like, oh, it was only 99 cents. He has an excuse to buy me this stuff. And it makes me so happy because... It was also yesterday I was playing a game on the tablet that he's letting me use to play my game. And I was telling him how I like it and how the story is progressing. And he said, well, if you ever want me to buy an, an app purchase for you on there, I can. And I said, "I just, it makes me feel so happy. And I feel like that's just his... That's, that's his love
0: language. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's...
2: yeah, and for you, it's just hugging me, loving me, all that kind of stuff. And I like that too, because I don't know what my love language is quite yet, but... I like my love language that I like is all of them, basically. (laughs) So, yeah. And for me, to you guys, I think it's just. For you, it's lots of favors and acts of kindness, like giving you a neck massage and that kind of stuff. And for Dad, I mean, Dad likes quality time. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like. Mm -hmm. The two
0: of you will watch
2: a show. Going on a walk with him. Mm -hmm. Playing Kirby with him. Just quality time, and then favors and gifts. Uh, Yeah. Just a lot of different stuff mixed up all together. too. Yeah, you're good at all of them. Each other. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh my word! I love this so (laughs) much. I'm just sitting here grinning ear to ear and eating all of this up because it's all like so beautiful you know like all the all the different ways of showing love i I liked that sneak peek into your family
0: (laughs) at the various stages of life but especially as an adolescent what are specific things your parents could do that would feel like better parenting
2: this is going to sound very corny but nothing really i have an awesome life i am very privileged and very like i feel i have spoiled basically like and you recognize
0: it so i feel like that's not spoiled Mm -hmm. it's
2: not like spoiled
0: brat type kind of stuff but you have what you want but you recognize that what's the question again um (laughs) sorry (laughs) that's okay is there anything we could do that would feel like better parenting
2: yeah not really i feel like you guys are strict in a way that whenever you need to just for danger and stuff like that but you're also very nice and kind and generous and I don't yeah. think I would want to change anything. Well, you let me know if you ever,
0: like, this This is it, mom, I part, thought of it, what you're part doing. Part of
2: me being a, <laughs> just part of being a teen, My half of my brain just like, don't be strict about anything. Yeah. Let me do some more stuff. But you're not strict, really. Yeah, we're just trying to keep you safe,
0: but yeah. that's a fun Ties part of into you. a lot of that stuff. Becoming a teen is that mm-hmm. you are going to get to do more and... Mm-hmm. and
2: oh, you- I never brought this up, but sorry for you interrupting you. It's okay. COVID. Yeah. I, in 2020, I was very lonely. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it was also good because I didn't get COVID once and I still haven't. And I still like that you guys are opening up but still being cautious. Like you're letting me get a vaccine and you're letting me get a booster we're also not making me continue to not see friends yeah well and i think
1: everyone felt lonely in 2020. yeah it was like a collective thing it was hard i think that was a really hard year uh, like your mom says for every for every for us too it was just and it was weird and new and scary and different and yeah i not like anything
0: we had ever lived through Mm -hmm. prior to that so i can't imagine going through it at
1: 10 years old. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Since so much of your homeschooling has emphasized subjects you really enjoy, how has it been for you to have to study things that you aren't interested in? How have you developed a work ethic?
2: The thing is, there aren't really any subjects that I don't like. It's more just parts of it that I'm tired of, like, for example, math. But you give me lots of room, mostly because The whole entire day isn't packed with a bunch of schoolwork i have time that if i want to take a break from learning something in math i could go to a different thing to learn or i can just take a break and also stuff with like you gave me coupons Mm -hmm. different coupons it was like no homework day and so i can take breaks from that stuff and that really helps for a worth work ethic
0: so maybe think of it like towards chores right like you don't want to do your chores yeah but you know you have to i do you still have... It's like, how do you approach things that you don't want to do, but yeah. you know you have to? Okay.
2: I try to get like over with it as fast as I can. So as soon as I'm done with school, I start doing my chores. And then that makes me start daydreaming almost. Just thinking about hanging out in my room when it's fully cleaned. And so then mm. I'll get my chores done because then I'll feel accomplished. I have a checklist. If I don't get something done, I can't relax for the rest of the day. And mm-hmm. so I have to get everything done so that it's out of my mind, and then I can finally relax, and that's why I like to tidy up my room each day. It's not like in a negative way. I don't feel really pressured to do it, but it just makes it easier for yeah, me. Yeah, we're not
0: real strict about how you keep your room, but mm-hmm. you realize that you feel better in it when
2: it's clean. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so I can know where stuff is. I don't have to walk over piles
1: in my floor. Yeah, <laughs> That takes. that's another thing that takes that's like a lifelong lesson, right mm-hmm. It's pretty amazing too when you give your kids the space with that sort of thing like I was really never allowed to have a mess growing up and I've allowed my kids to I mean I don't know, I've allowed i I they are who they are they have messes sometimes whatever but like seeing them just like you just said get to the point where it's like you know what I don't want to walk over these piles and like really. This is that thing where people underestimate kids. They're like, oh, if their room is messy at four, they're never going to have a clean house in their lives or care. And that's simply not true because you're your own person and you're going to get to a point, maybe, (laughs) of I don't like this and so I'm going to clean it. You know, like, I I don't know. It's just, again, that space to know who you are, know what you want. And
0: the coupons, the no homework thing. I think that is good because it shows you the importance of having a mental health break Mm -hmm. like as adults we can take Mm -hmm. a day off you know and some people in some situations can take a day off or spend the weekend hopefully Mm -hmm. in a privileged place relaxing and so I want you to recognize when you need that downtime Mm
2: -hmm. and back to the doing all the stuff and then relaxing thinking of me relaxing when my room is clean motivates me to do it more and so that's that also helps. Instead of us yelling at you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But you've, I don't think you have yelled at me. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. But in
0: other homes, they might yell at you to get the room clean. Whereas you're in, mm, you're motivated from within because you know what it feels like.
2: You guys don't force, like you and dad don't force me to clean, I guess. But then... I've learned my lesson, like I haven't learned my lesson from you guys yelling at me, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. more so me not listening, like my closet, there's piles of stuff in it. And now I'm starting to clean because for the past few years, I've just left it all in there. And now I'm finally knowing it's going to be a mess until I clean it out.
1: And so then I start doing that and you help me too. So that helps a lot. I like how you already know, like you said, just picturing it clean get you mm-hmm. excited and motivated and stuff and yeah. knowing that about yourself again I'm still seeing so much self-insight from you at such a young age just like that's something adults struggle with they're not mm-hmm. I don't know that adults are in touch with oh when I do this it helps me do xyz and you already do so that's that's fantastic
0: mm-hmm. yeah I like
2: to take before and after pictures to remind myself last year I used to do like transitions I would Show my messy room and then pause it and then show my clean room. Yeah, And it gave me motivation to watch the video after and then uh-huh. see the the change. And also with, I used to just record myself cleaning. I yeah. I still do it sometimes. I do like a uh, time lapse. I just heard like, about this on the internet.
0: Yeah. And I thought that's such a great and idea. I, was, I just <laughs> set it up.
2: I set it up near like the hooks that I have they're supposed to be for something else but they hold my phone and then i just clean my room and then at the end i'm just sitting on my bed and i watch myself do everything yeah. and it's fast and like dopamine just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing mm-hmm.
0: yeah i was in a in a cleaning group and someone said that they did that and in the comments we were all saying well where's the video <laughs> she <laughs> didn't post it and <laughs> we wanted to get the vicarious dopamine from watching serious <laughs> Do you notice the difference between yourself and others that are raised differently?
2: Definitely, yes. <laughs> um, some people I know, they're in my friend group, and so, for example, I sometimes they're there hanging out, and so I'm obligated to hang out with them, but not in a negative way. There's so much difference. My friend had a party a while ago, and there's a bunch of kids there, and a lot of them acted very different from how some of my friends, I'm gonna say an example. Yeah, what's tell us what some of the differences okay. are. Well, this is just a small one, but a lot of kids are more harsh towards others. Mm-hmm. There was this one kid who was teasing the other because of his quote unquote, weirdo brother. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what was with the brother, but they were showing it as if he has, a lot of anxiety about school and he was like oh he acts so weird he's always stressed about everything and so they were blaming it on the kid on the brother well the kid that was there who has that brother and they were like oh blah blah blah," and they were yelling at him and then after that i didn't want to get into it but i was talking to the kid who was being teased and he seemed so nice he was not weird at all we were just talking about stuff and then i also asked the kid who was teasing him hey what's?" what's up with that and the kid just said i don't know his brother's just weird and i was like so you push someone's self-esteem down for something they one can't control and two you do it for no reason like it's not Mm -hmm. and i have an example that's more detailed i was very angry about this one at the end when one of my friends was out and one of the public school kids who was still waiting to be picked up was there and my friend is Muslim and so it's Ramadan. Mm -hmm. And so he was still fasting when he was at the party. Well, he was saying he's waiting until it's after, I think it was like after 12 he can eat and drink. And the girl said, well, if you're that hungry, why don't you just eat? Like if you're starving, you can just grab a snack. And I felt so bad and I just had to listen to him explain that it was for religious reasons. And I was like, it made me think, do they not get taught this at home or like? Maybe. Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking how that affects, how
1: you treat, reflect off of people. Yeah, Yeah. those are really good examples. It does speak to the importance of knowing different cultures and traditions in different ways and, Mm -hmm. and even the thing that Devani and I often say too, is while it's good to know those things, even if you don't know those things, basically respecting people, isn't too Mm -hmm. much to ask. So I I think just like you have such a basic, and, and, and I mean that in a good way respect for people that I think you would respect someone regardless but added to that you have this cultural awareness and you know more about these people and are very thoughtful of what's going into Mm -hmm. that and I think that's really great
2: very harsh and they also try to push into each other's personal lives and Mm -hmm. say their random negative opinions about each other when that kid said he didn't know why he was being like
0: that sometimes i think what this sounds like to me is the way that some people parent
2: mm-hmm.
0: if what you're seeing is people being harsh and people pushing into personal lives and not respecting boundaries it's it's possible mm-hmm. that without even knowing it that they're doing it because that's what they're getting from mm-hmm.
2: and the kid who was teasing the boy i have witnessed i've seen his dad be harsh to him mm. and then so just they might not know ex- why they're yeah, doing it, a but a perfect it, example of yeah, why he was doing it. Yeah. And he yeah. might be bullied at school too. the guy who was teasing the kid. And so it just goes on and on and on in a pattern.
1: Mm-hmm. And it sucks. Yeah. Do you feel you missed out on anything growing up this way or being homeschooled? People sometimes worry in particular about socialization when it comes to homeschoolers. How do you feel about your opportunities in that area?
2: In my opinion, I definitely have missed out because I don't go to public school. That's in a good way, though, because I'm able to choose whenever I want to socialize and I don't have to face the people at school every day. And
1: I haven't missed out on anything that I wish I didn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With regard to homeschooling, how has socialization been a part of your life through that where you have been able to connect with people?
2: I would have to say Inch has been a big part of it because I'm still friends with a lot of people now that were in there that I've met. Mm
0: -hmm. That's our homeschool group.
2: Yes. Uh, (laughs) Also extracurricular, like Mm -hmm. extra stuff that I wanted to do outside of school. I've met people like Splat, theater, and I make a lot of friends from just extra stuff. Prior to the pandemic, I used to joke that for being
0: homeschooled, we were hardly ever home. Yeah. yeah. Like we might have had one day a week where we didn't go somewhere. And I'm mm-hmm. talking during the day while mm-hmm. my husband was at work. Like the three of us were always always mm-hmm. on the go. Yeah. So I think it's hard to remember that with the past eight years interfering. But yeah, I'm excited for you to get back to that as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always known your family to have lots of friends from all over the community and very involved. And it cracks me up when people think homeschoolers, that they don't socialize. Because every one of you Mm -hmm. that I know, even through our homeschool group, has friends through our homeschool group and so many other places, too. Like, you have lots of friends. Okay, another question we got referred to gentle parenting. And basically, some people think that if your parents are kind and respectful of you as as kids that somehow that's not going to prepare you for difficult situations in life, like people who are mean or critical. Like, what do you think about that?
2: I think it depends on how much, how gentle they are, because I do agree in a certain way that if they're always so kind to you and don't show you that people can also be very harsh outside of the family, that sometimes it'll make you very, not sensitive, but just not expectant of, Criticism mm-hmm. and all that stuff, but I've never had that problem. My personal—I know this won't work for everyone—but my personal training, I guess, for criticism is especially if it's unneeded. If someone—if you post something and someone's like, "You're ugly," or mm-hmm. don't take it too personally. It is completely okay for because they're putting hate on you for no reason. It is one hundred percent natural to be upset. But also they don't know you personally and they Mm -hmm. might be insecure themselves. There's so many reasons of why they're doing that. And so it also helps to know that you don't have to take it personally. They're just trying to put hate on you. And so it's not for a reason.
0: Yeah. You know that criticism directed at you isn't always about you. Mm -hmm. And I want to make sure you understood that some people think that we should be hard on you. To toughen you up for the world.
2: (laughs) when we get on online games with other people and experiences like that, you guys do tell us that that stuff can happen, Mm. but you don't purposely are rude to us yourselves to toughen us up. You just warn us that it is going to happen. Yeah.
1: That makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. So the idea that your parents have to be mean to you in order for us to understand how to deal with mean people in life is is very bizarre to me because listening to you this entire interview to me it just illustrates that you you feel so loved and so safe that you are so comfortable in your own skin you know who you are you're not gonna take things personally that are not meant as harsh criticism like all those things are so like so many adults struggle with that Mm -hmm. and I see in you so much emotional maturity that comes from being in an environment that is emotionally safe Mm
2: -hmm. also because i am hard on myself a lot you have your own expectations that you Mm -hmm. hold yourself to so you don't need us to double down on that Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah exactly have you ever had a teacher for a subject you were interested in that was outside of your parents areas of expertise
2: yes a lot i have a few examples here um one of them is Miss Megan from Splat. It's like a small art studio and I love that place. When was the first time we went? You were two years old. Yep. And so I remember one time I even said that it was like a second home because I basically grew up there and I went to (laughs) a lot of classes and summer camps and I made a lot of friends there. Being able to do art but then also be in an environment where it's so friendly and so, (laughs) so nice is just amazing. And also other teachers, other homeschool parents that I know that have had classes on the side and out-school classes, just other people that are able to teach me like origami or mm-hmm. I'm having like an extra math teacher this time. Because math is not my area of expertise.
1: <laughs> <laughs> are there adults outside your family that you feel you can talk to about things? If you have life questions that say you don't feel comfortable asking your parents, could you ask one of these people?
2: There are people like you that I can go to with questions, but they're not ones that I wouldn't go to my parents for because it's like all the same level of um, comfortableness with both of you. And so just like if mom's not there, for example, and I'm with you, I would go to you to ask that question. But yeah, I think there are.
1: I'm not crying. No, seriously, that makes me feel so happy. I hope you always feel like that with me, and you are always welcome to come to me anytime. Yeah. That makes me really happy. <laughs> I just wanted to thank you so much for coming, and it's so much thank fun.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Evelyn, do you have an extracurricular?
2: Yes. It's just a hobby that I like. I think like a, about a month ago, I planted a bunch of herb seeds. So I have basil, rosemary, and lavender. I like them because I just want to have herbs that I can dry and also ones that I can use to put in food and so yesterday mom and I put the basil, it's big enough, we put it in New pots and so I'm really say we're gonna resoil it after the fro- the last frost day, and just plants make me so happy. I love like going on walks and seeing different plants. I always I like picking them and putting in them in a little press I have. I mostly just do flowers. Yeah, yeah. It's the first time like you've plants. done it from seeds, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you have one? You know I do. Yeah. <laughs> I witnessed it. And Stacy, you know part of it. So last night Rob came home with mac and cheese, ice cream. Stacy shaking her head. <laughs>
1: I don't know how I feel about
0: this. Last night, Rob and Dan tried a bite of it. Your dad said, I don't know what I was expecting. It tastes like mac and cheese. (laughs) (laughs) He said it's not terrible, but it's not good. So they ate a spoonful. And then this morning, Rob said he was just going to throw it out. And he asked me to try it before he threw it out. And I did. But then he took a spoonful of it and gave it to pretzel first. (laughs) And she ate a little bit, but then she like st- stood up, like
2: she <laughs> was licking her lips and we, so much. We don't
0: very often give them anything,
2: people food, but yeah, especially dairy.
0: But her um, Beatrice's birthday is in two days, Maybe and so I said before we throw it away, I need to give her some. So I came upstairs. She was in the cat tree with a spoonful of this bright. Oh, orange oh it's more yellow
2: just just so you don't get a
0: disgusting visual color of mac and cheese this is just getting worse (laughs) she ate it so fast like her tongue was coming out of her mouth like a dog lapping up water like i could not stop laughing and then she did the same thing pretzel did where once she finally got (laughs) she realized what's the taste hit her she stood up and walked away but I went downstairs and couldn't stop laughing for like, I don't know, 10 minutes. Yeah, the cats
2: that <laughs> you, like you were losing your mind. <laughs> the
1: cats were like, ooh, ice cream. Oh, what the? Yeah.
2: And they've never had regular ice cream, so there's nothing to compare After it On her birthday, we just need to give her normal ice cream. Yeah.
1: We have- <laughs> that doesn't taste like mac and cheese. I'm just astounded that you guys tried mac and cheese ice cream and are still talking about getting pizza ice cream. Well, Evelyn didn't try the mac and cheese. I will never try that.
2: (laughs) I am okay with going out of my comfort zone for some foods, but that's not something I want to cross paths with.
1: (laughs) I'm with you, Evelyn, because I will try anything. I will eat anything. Just about anything. I love food. I love trying new foods, but that is just making my brain feel all kinds of weird.
2: There are some sweet and salty things you can mix, like pretzel and chocolate. Mm-hmm. it's like that. That's There's just some there's some kind mm. of invisible border with what you can mix together. <laughs> Here's the thing, that Once
0: I knew he was throwing it out, I felt like this is it. I either try it or I wonder for the rest of my life what it's like. I so don't oh, mind that's wondering. That's
1: what convinced me. <laughs> <your> tr- <laughs> do you have an extracurricular? I do. So, you know how everybody's playing wordle mm-hmm. and it's all the rage and now there's all these i actually have a i have a file folder on my phone that's called dash d-l-e games so mm-hmm. i play every day's wordle every day's hurdle h-e-a-r-d it's like you you mm-hmm. listen to music and see if you can guess the song in like a few seconds and i like Quordle. it's like four wordles at once so i really that like that That made one. my brain hurt <laughs> i loved it. That's the one I do like just every once in a while when I need a break and want to play a quick game of something, I'll play Quirtle or Quirtle. I'm not sure how to say it, but the other one I really like is Global and it's literally a globe and you tap it and you type in a country and that country is going to light up a color. And as you get closer to the mystery country, the countries get darker. Um, I have mine set with purple, so it's darker purple. Mm. And when you guess it, it's green. So I'm doing it because I actually do like geography, even though I'm not always great at it. And because it's helping me get better at geography. I just play this every day and every day I am getting better, but I'm not very good at it in the sense that like I'll still get the country. Sometimes I do look at a map if I get to an area where I'm like, okay, I can tell this is the middle of Africa, but I don't know. I've run out of countries that I can think of in my head. Um, but it takes me a lot of tries because I think I take the darkening countries very literally. So I'm like, oh, it's darker. And then I'll try like every single country around it. And then it takes me like a while, but I'm getting better. Mm-hmm. But the other night, I, and I start with a different country every time. And I looked this up afterwards because I was so amazed. And it was one of those moments too. I, I got it in one try, which is oh. unbelievable, but it was late at night. And Mark was asleep, so it was one of these moments where I'm like, what? I, I have to tell somebody. And I actually messaged Mark's brother because I know that he plays these games, too. And he's in California, so I'm like, there's enough of a time zone difference. I'm like, I got it in one guess. And he said, do you start with the same country every time? And I don't. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. And then I had to look up, like, how many countries are there in the world? How many are there? hundred and ninety-seven. Wow! So that's, sure that's, that's like a point five percent chance. Wow! Well, look at you with the math. Because, right? I don't know because Max came upstairs and I'm like, help me with math. What are the chances? What are the odds? Like, I was freaking out. And Max is like, wow, that should be like, too bad that's just a game and not the lottery. <laughs> If you're interested in learning more about parenting, education, and mental health from our therapist teacher team, check us out at cardiganacademy.com. And we are also on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube.